he's so, you know, in the Mather show, they, uh, they, they actually have comedians there half the time. Mm-hmm. And the guy leans across and says, what about you? Did, did you inhale? And I looked at him and said, I said, hey, buddy, when I was younger, I did everything but drink the bong water. The Green Rush is real. From lawmakers and investment bankers to CEOs and investors, we'll look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannapreneurs from Hollywood to Wall Street. Here to help you navigate the business of cannabis, please welcome Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahoe. Brought to you by KCSA Strategic Communications. Welcome to The Green Rush. I'm Lewis Goldberg with my host, uh, co-host, Ann Donahoe. Today is a milestone for the country as well as for this podcast. Um, for us, it's the first episode of the new year. And in California, um, it is now an official adult use state. And we are honored to have Congressman Dana Rohrabacher from Orange County, one of the most vocal proponents for legalization in Congress with us today. Um, one note before we start, if you can, as a listener, please rate and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to it. Um, as always, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle at GreenRushComs. It really helps us out. Um, if you aren't familiar with Congressman Rohrabacher, shame on you. He is a 15-turn congressman from California's 48th Congressional District. Um, his politics swings significantly to the right of center. He was considered a Reagan Republican, but today is more in line with President Trump. One issue that both Congressman Rohrabacher and um, Ann and I can agree on, though, is cannabis. Congressman Rohrabacher is one of the few Republicans in either House of Congress that is consistently pro-pot, and he is the only Republican member of the uh, congressional delegation with an A-plus rating from normal. He was the co-author of the Rohrabacher-Farr Amendment, which effectively prohibits the Justice Department from spending money to prosecute medical marijuana users. Um, And he is also a co-sponsor of the Carers Act, which will, among other things, allow finally for real research into uh, the medical qualities of cannabis. Welcome, Congressman. We are truly thrilled to have you with us here today. Well, thank you, but I do have to correct you on something. (laughs) I'm not pro-pot. I'm (laughs) pro-freedom. I'm for people being able to live their lives and consume what they want to and uh, not have the government or law enforcement telling us what we have to do in our private lives like that, especially when you are consuming, when you're an adult consuming something. So I don't look, if people don't want to use pot, that's great. If they want to take, <laughs> that's cool. So I'm not going to try to talk them into it, but I'm certainly going to try to get the police and the Justice Department from not bust, dusting down their doors and, and trying to waste millions of dollars putting someone in jail for smoking a weed while people are being raped and murdered throughout the country. Anyway, I'm pro-freedom. That's what Well, I think about. that's that's perfect. That dives right in with our first question, which is, you know, while you're, while you, you're pro-freedom, um, cannabis is clearly something that doesn't traditionally jibe with you know, right wing or, or, or conservative politics. How did you become such a pro cannabis advocate? Well, you know, again, I, you know, I was Ronald Reagan's uh, speechwriter for seven years in the white house and I was a special assistant to the president. But even before that, I was, I've been very active politically since I was a kid fighting communism mainly, but what didn't I like about communism? What I didn't like about communism was is that they believe the government can control our lives. You know, the government right. Has, has right to control our lives and we don't own our own lives. So I actually, over the years, read a lot of books. I read a lot of Marxism, Leninism, and knew what, I, what the enemy was. But I also read John Stuart Mill and I read our founding fathers. 
Am I? Uh, what well, happened? Thomas, to Thomas Jefferson grew hemp, right? I mean, not only did he grow hemp, but he, he he proclaimed that we all have rights that are given by God, not by the government. And so the government doesn't have a right to come in and tell us how to live our lives. So uh, I read that something that stuck with me over the years. And as the politics has evolved in this country, we do have uh, people who unfortunately uh, have thought of themselves as conservatives who are really just violating the fundamental constitutional uh, beliefs that that I thought guided everybody. And the first one is the 10th Amendment to the Constitution says everything not in the Constitution, we leave it to the states. And that's especially true of, it's especially true when it comes to criminal justice issues. Well, they, so that, that goes to that goes to to Jeff Sessions, right? I mean, he right. he is supposedly somebody who is pro states rights and he has been somebody who is, you know, like you historically pro freedom. Um, but, you know, his he has been incredibly vocal both leading up to and during his time as attorney general as being anti-cannabis. Um, do you think he's going to survive? And, and if not, who's going to be the next uh, hopefully pro cannabis AG? Well, in the beginning, I had great expectations from Jeff because I've known him for many years. And I was hoping, because he always talked about the Constitution, and I was hoping that now that he would be in the public uh, spotlight and uh, that he would have to come around and admit that uh, the states should have the right to do this and not the federal government. But he did not come around. You have law enforcement throughout the country, I believe, who put lots of pressure on him because what they do with cannabis being illegal, they end up seizing people's assets. And with a, with a drug, with a marijuana situation, with a drug situation, they can seize people's assets and then we have to prove that we're innocent yeah. before we can get them back. Talk about a violation of the Constitution and our rights. So I was uh, kind of upset that I called up Jeff once he became attorney general a number of times. Finally, his secretary said, Jeff's not going to talk to you about marijuana. He just isn't going to do it. <laughs> wow. So you should, you, you should slip, maybe you should slip him something, an edible or something to get him to relax. <laughs> well, you know, he, I, I'll just have to say that I think that he believes he's trying to protect people from themselves, but by doing so, he's not, we all know the only difference between having legal marijuana and illegal marijuana uh, is the fact that in one making it legal means the resources are going to go to honest businessmen. It's going to be uh, the what we're getting is going to be formulated and be uh, on the label, uh, and or we can all have the marijuana being distributed by the Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> you know, and yeah. he he just won't face that. He thinks that he's trying to prevent people, especially young people, from using marijuana, and it, that's not what's happening. Um, hi, Congressman. It's Ann Donahoe. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, you know, you talk about, uh, or I wanted to talk a little bit about social issues as it relates to cannabis. Um, data shows that African Americans are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana-related crimes than whites, though usage uh, remains the same. So there's lots of racial, racial disparities when it comes to marijuana arrests that dis disproportionately affects minorities. Do you support expunging the arrest records for federal inmates arrested and convicted for marijuana crimes? Uh, depends on if they were armed. No, if they were unarmed and it was uh, uh, personal, uh, 
Yes, they should be. That should be expunged. And let me know, by the way, it's, let me let you know, it's even worse than what you suggested in terms of uh, racial disparity. Uh, if a, a person of upper middle income or upper income uh, uh, person is arrested as compared to someone who comes from a low income area of town, and usually these are people of color, they, when they, if they get arrested for marijuana, the first guy who uh, comes from upper middle income, by the time the police get him to a jail, his family has already hired a lawyer and, and he never spends a night in jail. And, uh, and then the judge uh, is, uh, expunges the record uh, and so he's off the hook. People who cannot afford their own lawyer end up, when they be ar they're arrested, they spend a couple days in jail, they get out, they get some public defender who tells them what you need to do is plead guilty. Mm -hmm. And that way they'll, they'll, lose, they'll lessen your sentence. So they end up with a criminal record uh, for the rest of their lives, which inhibits them from getting jobs, et cetera, later on or going in the military or something. So it's the, the actual uh, problem is, is really a deep problem. And, it's, and, and uh, yeah, we've got to do something about it. And because we do believe in the equality in the law, people should be, uh, you, people should be knowing that their government is uh, treating them the same way. Everybody gets the same punishment for the same crime. I actually think that's a great place to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with Congressman Dana Rohrbacher. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. Today we're chatting with uh, Congressman Dana Rohrbacher uh, out of California. Um, Congressman, when do you think that the federal government is going to reschedule cannabis? Do you have an inside track on that? Well, of course, I'm not for rescheduling. I'm for descheduling. Uh, what we have can to you, do. Can you explain the difference? 
Yeah, because if you reschedule it and it gets down to, to a Schedule 2, for example, you've given the federal government all of the authority to oversee the distribution of the now legal substance as compared to uh, uh, heroin or LSD or, or cocaine. <laughs> and right now, marijuana, is, as, as we know, is right up in Schedule 1. So we're saying it should be treated exactly like someone who's selling heroin or uh, or opiates, I might add. And so we, what we would be preferable to me is just say, hey, uh, no, we're going to leave this up to the states. And then as far as the federal government goes, uh, if the state has legalized it, the federal government just butts out of the whole thing. So are you going to propose legislation to direct um, the, the, the DEA, the, the HHS, and all of the other appropriate um, federal agencies to just decriminalize? Well, that's what basically uh, my amendment has done for the last four years in terms of medical marijuana. I have I managed to put together a coalition of of Democrats and uh, and sixty eight Republicans uh, who believe who are being true to their belief in limited government and constitutional authority and the Tenth Amendment, etc. So I got sixty eight of them to vote for it, and that way we do have now. A restriction on the Department of Justice saying that, but that's cannot- but that's different than than actually saying don't enforce versus this should no longer be a schedule any schedule narcotic at all. It, it, yeah, it's a I'm, it's a fundamental yeah, I'm difference. Sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, what's what's the difference? Only is uh, I'm in favor of it, but I'm only looking at what type of coalition we can put together and actually uh, get certain things accomplished. I think the next step is basically uh, to, to basically have uh, adult use uh, added on to uh, my amendment, which says the Department of Justice can't do anything to supersede state law in terms of medical marijuana. The next step would be uh, they can't do anything to, over, to uh, supersede state law in respect to even adult use of marijuana. So that, that actually leads to the, my next question, which is like, as I said earlier, you are the only Republican member in Congress with an A plus rating from normal. Um, and and as, as somebody who historically has been the most vocal um, person in favor of cannabis freedoms, um, the president has basically been absent on this issue where when he was on this stump last year or talking about how it's, you know, he's in favor of medical, it's a state's rights issue. Um, as soon as he appointed Jeff Sessions, he went dead silent on, on the cannabis issue. How are you going to hold his feet to the fire this year, uh, especially since it's an election year for you and for others who are potentially part of a cannabis caucus? How are you going to get him to actually do what he said? Well, that's a very good question. I uh, I actually think that I uh, I had a discussion with him before the election uh, last time, and uh, um, I think I had a little impact on what how he answered the question when he got the question when he was out campaigning. So he was he's on record saying medical marijuana should be legal and uh, adult use of marijuana should be left to the states. That's what he said a number of times. Now. I have not been able to get to him to talk to him on this issue. And it's not, 
uh, it's a very complicated thing because I am also, as some you may or may not be understand that I am deeply involved in trying to stop a, a war with Russia. We got people here in, in Congress, both right wing and left wing. They want to go to war with Russia. And I am a facilitator. I'm trying to get people away from that and where, I, where we should cooperate rather than have be hostile all the time with Russia. Well, so, that that position has put me in a situation now. And I went and saw Julian Assange in, in England and the rest. But because I did that and you have this special prosecutor out there. The White House does not want me to have free time with the president because if we mention Do you that, play golf? Do you play golf? Because I'm sure you get on the course with him. I gotta say I'm a surfer. I've never played golf in my life. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we gotta uh, get him out on a surfboard then. Yeah, you, oh That's my god, please don't. I cannot picture the president in, in a bikini on a board, please. That would be a horrible it might be one of those speedo things then. On it. Yeah. That, um, that would really, um, right. <laughs> so actually, but you had mentioned something a little earlier on the Rohrbecker Farr Amendment, um, where it was focused specifically on, on medical. Now that your state um, is adult use, do you plan on introducing another amendment in this legislative session to protect well, adult use states? Well, here's the thing. We, uh, we had that. My partner in all of this, by the way, is a, a very solid right-wing conservative libertarian uh, Republican uh, named Tom McClintock from Northern California. And Tom is one of the most well-respected Republicans in the state. And we this is a partnership between us. And Tom, uh, at the same time I put my amendment in for medical marijuana, he had an amendment at the same time for adult use and leaving that up to the states. And his amendment came within 10 votes of passing. Mine won by, by probably 20, 30 votes. Uh, his came within 10 votes of passing. So we're gonna, the next thing you'll see is number one, Tom McClintock's added to mine and hopefully he'll win this time. And the next step after that, I have a bill, uh, HR 975, and it, it will basically cover the spectrum of everything, saying every federal department, not just the Department of Justice, will respect the state law on cannabis no matter what it is. And thus, you'll have banking and everybody else be able to, you know, it'll be like any other commodity on the marketplace. Um, so you've advocated to um, the religious right who seem to be holding on to this, um, quote unquote, war on drug stance. Um, and you've said that they should look at countries like Israel as the benchmark for national positioning on the issue of cannabis. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you think Israel is doing right in the cannabis space and how can we better emulate them? Well, let me just say that uh, I'm a Christian and I go to church every Sunday and my, I'm training my kids to be Christians. And uh, a lot of people may think that's religious right. Uh, the religious right that are more traditional uh, or traditional Christians uh, do not. <laughs> I don't see any consistency in their position against cannabis any more than I see a uh, consistency in uh, uh, conservative Republicans uh, who say they're for the Constitution, who want the federal government to outlaw cannabis. So those things are not part and parcel. I, I look at it as that's the way our, our conservative constitutionalists have been uh, perverted. 
uh, and I look at that the relig- people who are religious as well. Uh, uh, but I would say this, if you really are religious and care about people, uh, yeah, you should be concerned that people get hooked on drugs, but you got to be rational about it. And the bottom line is that we have people who are using opiates now and with research like is being conducted in Israel and which we should have been conducting all along. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it is a, talk about sin, having people uh, stamp out scientific research into something that could be beneficial to someone's health. Talk about that. <laughs> There's sin for you. Well, these people have to understand where they're trying to help human beings. You've got, you got senior citizens who are dying, not dying, but are agonizing with arthritis and sitting in their old folks' homes and they've lost their appetite. What, for goodness sakes, who's trying to stop them from smoking some marijuana and getting their appetite back and feeling a little euphoria and maybe even getting rid of their arthritic uh, problems. Now, I see that, uh, by the way, I, I believe that there's, gonna, there's people moving out of that Christian camp now into the pro-cannabis camp as we have seen evidence that cannabis actually really does help people. Uh, seizures, uh, our military guys coming back, they are, they are spokesmen for uh, how cannabis can actually help people instead of giving them opiates, which is, a, again, a sinful thing that we've been doing because we lacked research. Uh, and uh, anyway, I, I think we should be uh, ab- absolutely uh, working with the Israelis and trying to get that research done. And uh, I think that uh, eventually, like my constitutional conservatives, the people who are right-wing and religious are going to open their hearts and minds and see that that's the best way to go. I think that's a great uh, point for us to take a quick break. We are talking with Congressman Dana Rohrabacher, uh, the only Republican Congress with an A-plus rating from normal. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. 
banking and bud understanding the business of cannabis welcome back to the green rush only on cannabisradio.com and we're back with congressman dana rohrbacker on the green rush podcast uh i'm lewis goldberg uh i'm with ann donahoe and and i know you had a question for him but i wanted to ask the congressman something i am a, a father of a, a young teenager um and i am struggling to talk to him about cannabis um and i know that you are raising triplets who are also in their early teens i think um how are you talking to them about about cannabis and proper use and 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 the like well you know they're 13 years old god god bless me i i didn't get married till i was you know 50 and then i <laughs> didn't have kids till i was 55 and you know i've been out on the beach living a pretty wild life most of my life with you know my wife and i are both surfers and my wife's a lot lot younger than i am and uh so anyway we have a family that's uh sort of a california beach type family and uh, although, you know, again, I, people think that you know, aren't Christians aren't in that, but we are. We're, we're very <laughs> much into that. And we're not uptight people. And, uh, and you know, I drink and my wife drinks. And so when we're so, at the table, do you, we say, do you, do you use um, cannabis as well? No, I don't. I actually stopped using cannabis when I was 23. And, uh, but I have used it once or twice when I'm, I had my shoulders replaced because I, I actually, you know, being a surfer and uh, I, I surfed away all the cartilage in my arms. And so I had two shoulder replacements this last year. And, uh, during that time period, I was in deep pain and I used some salve, uh, with THC, um, with a uh, CBDs on it, in it. And, uh, it, it helps. helps. Well, it helped for me for about an hour and a half, which gave me time to go to sleep because the pain was so bad. However, with that said, I believe that with the proper research, especially genetic research on plants, that we could probably expand that to seven or eight hours, who knows, with salve that you could put on. And then it would, but here's the, we haven't done the research. So, but I tell my kids, back to your original question, I tell my kids, this is not good to use and it's even not good to drink until you get at least to be 20 or 21. After that, you can enjoy it. And for the rest of your life, you'll have uh, a decent time. But if you do either marijuana or uh, alcohol before you're 20 or so, it's going to stunt your brain. It's going to impact on the on your, your ability to be successful ahead. That's what I tell them. And, you know, because I'm serious about it, sincere, we're direct with them and I'm not trying to hide the, the wine bottles. <laughs> you know, we, we have a really almost like an, a, my, my wife's a, of a Basque extraction. And, you know, we have a big table and everybody's around having a good time. But they know, the kids know, that that wine is not for them to drink. And I have cannabis talked about all the time because I'm in this battle. And their kids are right there listening to it. And I always tell them, look, when you get to be adults, you're gonna, so people need to, to be frank about it. Be honest with your kids, and uh, uh, I and if you know, uh, I they in my case they don't see me smoking marijuana because I stopped when I was 23. Uh, but who knows when I get to be? Uh, I'm 70 now. Hmm. I got all these pay, aches and pains. Uh, who knows by the time I'm 80, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. You'll you'll be you'll be smoking more marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and still surfing. And still surfing. It'll, it will enable you to surf. There you go. <laughs> Well, so that actually leads us into um, a segment that we do uh, every episode. And I'm sorry, Congressman, but um, we're not going to let you off the hook. Uh, it's called Puff Puff Pass. And we ask guests to tell us two things they love about the industry and one thing that they hate. Uh, about the marijuana industry? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, one thing that I love is that I am able now to talk to uh, uh, our military personnel coming back about trying to help them with the VA, and uh, they they are so gracious. They are so gracious, uh, and uh, they, I'll tell you, they, it's a wonderful thing to know that you're helping guys who put their lives on the line to protect us and to defend us against these radical Islamic terrorists that are killing people around the world. And so that's good. I, I really like that, and I really like it the fact that the that the industry as as the industry is coming out now and we're replacing the drug cartels with entrepreneurs and you've got people now we're going into the marijuana business both for personal uh, adult use and also for the medical use these are entrepreneurs of the first order talk about <laughs> conservative business they're job creators right yeah job creators and they're 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 doing a job for people who are seeking to, re uh, to relieve their pain. And uh, I think that's really, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's really something else. And uh, uh, so I, I really, uh, I like that. And the, uh, there, I, the entrepreneurial spirit and the fact that we're helping uh, uh, our veterans. Uh, what I don't like, and I know I'm going to step on some toes here. Step uh, away. Step away. <laughs> do it. Yeah, I, go to the, I go to these... Uh, uh, cannabis uh, affairs and things where you're uh, where they have rallies and such and um, quite frankly you've got teenagers lighting up marijuana and uh, and you know the reason why a lot of people who still oppose marijuana that shouldn't be is they they, they have this image of the 1960s and 70s where you know anybody smoking dope grows their hair long and goes out and fornicates in the park for Pete's sakes. And that's their image. I thought that was yeah. what they thought of surfers. Yeah, well, it, yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I won't go into I'm that. I'm kidding, sir. <laughs> it's okay. So, but anyway, I think that what I don't like the most is when you have these conferences that I go to, and then you have people who are, you know, trying to, uh, basically look like the hippies of the sixties and are out smoking publicly and they're and they're young, and that that is a bad thing because it's going to hurt. It undermines our effort to legalize it, and it hurts in the sense that it is encouraging other young people to think it's cool. And that th those two things that's what I I don't like. And the other thing that I uh, that I like is the entrepreneurship and helping people like veterans who are in pain, and also senior citizens who are and others other anybody over twenty one who actually wants to relax a bit and uh, you know, that's fine with me. <laughs> so there you go. Well, Congressman, um, we want to be respectful for your time. Uh, thank you so much for, for spending this with us, especially um, given that this is a very special time for the entire industry with California uh, now being the, the largest adult use jurisdiction in the world. Um, and you, you know, you're, 
County um, is has always been on the the cutting edge of the cannabis community. Um, you are up for a tough reelection, and we, you know, while we don't agree with you on um, everything that you stand for, sir, we definitely uh, agree with you on your cannabis position and on freedom. And we we really do appreciate the time for you taking us with us today. And we'd love to have you back whenever you have the time. Um, and that's it for us on the, the Green Rush. Uh, special okay. thanks to uh, Representative Dana Rohrbacher. Um, please follow all of the congressman's news by visiting his website, um, Rohrbacher, that's R-O-H-R-A-B-A-C-H-E-R.house.gov, and on Twitter at um, Representative Rohrbacher. And there will be a link to um, the congressman's uh, websites in the show notes. Uh, a special thanks to Nick Opich and uh, our producer extraordinaire Brasco for helping us get this podcast out um, quickly. Um, it, you, you know, we usually tape on Fridays and today is a Tuesday. So um, hopefully this will be up tomorrow. Um, if you want to chat with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle at Green Rush Comms, as well as at our website, which is www.kcsa-cannabis.com, or you can drop us an email at greenrush at kcsa.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Green Rush podcast on your favorite podcaster. And you are now free, sir, to go and assault we're Jeff gonna, Sessions whenever you'd like. We're going to make this a great year. It's going to be a great. It is going to be. We're going to take this a little bit higher. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm in this. I'm anyway. There's a lot of good jokes we can tell, but I have a great. Actually, what's the, what's by the way? Just what is the worst joke that you've been told on the floor of the house about your support for cannabis? Somebody's had to say something to you that you just it was the biggest groaner that you heard. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. You know, somebody came at me years ago. So it's very hard for them to to top me on this. I, you know, I was on the Bill Mather, Mather show and I was talking about how. No, we shouldn't have trusted Clinton. And uh, I, uh, this was a long time ago. I said, yeah, when he told us about how he never inhaled, we should have gotten his number then. And the guy across from me goes, he's, you know, in the Mather show, they, they, they actually have comedians there half the time. Mm -hmm. And the guy leans across and says, what about you? Did, did you inhale? And I looked at him and said, I said, hey, buddy, when I was younger, I did everything but drink the bong water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, alright thank you very thank much thank you so much congressman we really appreciate your time good luck thank Bye. you The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.